The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is Wetlock, my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife. Join me on my journey as I share some of my crazy stories updates on my husband, and how to maintain a healthy relationship within the prison system. This is not your average love story. Welcome to Wetlock. This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. Before we jump into today's episode, it is time for the cocktail of the day. Today's cocktail is called Painkiller Cocktail. Our ingredients for today is four ounces of pineapple juice, two ounces of dark rum, one ounce of freshly squeezed orange juice, one ounce of cream of coconut, ice, freshly grated nutmeg, a orange slice. And we're going to use our shaker and a tall glass with ice. So what we're going to do is, guys, we are going to fill our shaker with ice. We're going to add the pineapple juice, the rum, the orange juice, and the cream of coconut. We're going to shake until it's cold, about 15 to 30 seconds. We're going to pour into our glass filled with ice. And we're going to grate the nutmeg on the top of this drink and garnish it with a orange slice. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the cocktail of the day. Painkiller cocktail. Enjoy. Good morning, guys. It is 6.25 a.m. It is Saturday, and today is my husband's birthday. So you already know I am up having my coffee. Um, 
I so forgot to record last night. I was just really trying to get so much together um, for today. And I'm I'm excited. I think today is going to mean a lot to him because it is his birthday. I did send him some um, stuff through Amazon. He has some more stuff coming too, but um, he was excited. He was excited. He was appreciative. And so now I am going to get on this road so that I could give my husband a proper happy birthday hug and kiss and spend some time with him the best way that we can right now. Um, And I think today is going to be probably one of the best days ever for him. So in order to figure that part out, you have to stay tuned. Smooches. So ladies, self-care is so important now more than ever. That's why when it comes to my skincare, I use Clean Rituals Complete Serum. The benefits are impressive. Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduce signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin. I love this serum guys and trust me, you will too. Aging is a fact of life looking your age is not. Visit cleanrituals.com and start your healthy skincare now. That's K-L-E-A-N-R-I-T-U-A-L-S.com. Now back to the show. Hey guys. So there was so much going on today, guys, that I just could not do my normal step-by-step um recording of my journey to visit my husband today was his birthday um as you see i did my morning i didn't do my night before because we were trying to put some stuff together i woke up this morning and i was super super excited to see him today i am big on birthdays i love birthdays so um Today was kind of special. My husband has not seen his kids since he was away. Um, and what he wanted the most was to see his kids on his birthday. And of course, you know, my hands are really tied in that situation because I do not have a relationship with his children's mother, mother's. So I opened the door and extended that I would bring his kids hands down no matter what. He just had to do the work and take the steps to make it happen because it's on him to do that. Granted, um, there has been a little bit of rockiness between me and one of the moms, but... I am a person that loves kids. Um, if you know my story, you know how I feel about my dad. I would never deny a child from seeing his or her father. I wish I could see him. I haven't seen my dad in 11 years. No way on earth 
would I deny that for my husband or anybody. So I was willing to do whatever it took to make it happen. Um, thankfully, his one of his daughter's uh, mothers was gracious enough to okay it. And he was ecstatic. His youngest daughter's mother, which is understandable, they have a, a a younger daughter, four years old, I believe, three or four years old or something like that. I'm under six years old. Um, the comfort level of having your child around somebody that you really don't know, although we've met, we've been around each other, this is her child. So I can't do anything but respect that. Now, had my best friend rolled along or something like that, that would have been a different story. And I respect that my hat goes off to that for protecting her child. Um, I have no qualms with it whatsoever. You know, hopefully in the future, um, that situation can change because I would love for my husband to be with his kids, visit his kids. So I was able to take one of his other daughters and it was just an amazing thing. It was a beautiful thing. Like I really could have just sat outside um, if she could have really been there alone with him because you could just see the magnitude of love, how much she missed her dad, how much her dad missed her. It was very touching, very um, warming to see and... You know, I get in my emotions about things like that, you know, because of the situation that I have been in with losing my dad, especially within the prison system. So today was a good day. Today was a good day for him. Um, not seeing your kids for almost four years. I'm not a parent. It's got to be heart wrenching. So I am just glad that I was able to assist in that situation. Um, and definitely a major, major shout out to her mother for entrusting me with her child, um, for her to see her dad, you know, she's a little bit older, so it's, it's a little bit different. And again, like I said, I respect it and I understand it. So today was a good day for him. Today was a great day for him. Um, I just told both of them, Hey, you know, if you, however long you want to stay, we can stay. You know, we didn't really do too much. We talked, you know, we talked, all three of us talked. We had a great visit. The visit was really, really great, but it was really about them too today. Um, I will go see him on Monday, you know, so we can have our one-on-one -on -one time. But I knew how important today was for his birthday. And I'm just glad I was able to make that happen. Um, I am finding myself being in a sticky situation when it comes to one of his exes. And we'll get into that later on in the episode because there are some things that I really really want to get off my chest with that um when it comes to denying a parent to see their child especially when you don't share that child <laughs> with the dad like like it is so ludicrous uh to the point where it's like do I want to even repeat this scenario because it makes no sense and I'm quite sure I'm going to have a lot of listeners probably chime in um, with confusion and just outright distaste and disgust for the entire situation. But 
Outside of all of that, my husband had an amazing visit. We had a safe trip. We stayed for like three or four hours. You know, kids get restless. They need to move around. They need to eat and things like that. So we did not stay the whole six hours. But again, just like how I feel, it doesn't matter how much time I spent with my husband. The time is well spent um, and it's, it's, it's irreplaceable. So we made it. Good trip. Made it back home safely. Did my normal Starbucks pit stop on the way back home. And um, he was extremely happy. He was extremely happy. I do not know what that feels like. But from, the, from a daughter's standpoint, I haven't seen my dad in 11 years. If I had the opportunity to see my dad, I would move hell, heaven, the devil, and everything blocking my way to make it happen. And that's what I wanted to do for him today. So, I am now home. I am now home, guys, and I am fixing me something to eat. I just popped a bottle of Bel Air. Um, this is what I do until my husband comes home. It doesn't matter the occasion, whether it's our anniversary, my birthday, his birthday, New Year's, whatever it is. This is my tribute to to my marriage, to my husband. You know, I toast for the both of us. I drink for the both of us until he's home with me. Um, this is just my ritual. So I have popped the bottle for his birthday. I am going to enjoy it with my dinner. And I am going to chill out. I am going to chill out. I am going to watch a little bit of Netflix. I think I'm going to catch the movie Mother with J-Lo. And I will get with you guys later. I will be visiting him on Monday. So, of course, you know you're going to have snippets of his birthday visit and my normal visitation Monday. Smooches. Good morning, guys. Of course, today is Visitation Monday. So I am up. I am drinking my coffee. And in a few minutes, I'll be getting dressed so that I can get on this road to go see my husband. This was a crazy, crazy weekend. Um, I didn't have time to do my normal little vlog or my my little recordings as I go every step of the way. Um, for visitation with my husband on his birthday, it was just a lot, and I will touch on that within the episode. Of course, you already know that. Um, and yesterday was Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all of you amazing moms out there. Job well done. Continue to keep loving on your kids. Um, love is what this world needs right now. So again, shout out to all of you amazing moms. And I hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful day yesterday. So my day was full yesterday. Um, and I didn't record last night, you know, as I do my night before I washed my hair. Um, and I had a couple of glasses of champagne. I was still in celebration mode for my husband's birthday. And of course, because I have such an amazing mom, I had to take a toast to that too. So I am up. 
I am getting myself together so I can get on this road to see my husband, which he really said that he really didn't want me to get back on the road so soon. But you already know I have to have my regular Monday visit. So I am going to see my husband. <laughs> so I will get with you guys later. Smooches. All right, guys, I am gassed up. And I am on my way to visit my husband. Stay tuned. Smooches. I know I'm always asking you guys to sign up and become a Patreon. Well, for my next five new Patreons, I'll be giving away a few gifts. Now, this is kind of like playing roulette. You never know where the ball is going to land. So take a spin for a chance to win. A clean rituals bundle, which includes the essential essence and the complete serum. A $20 Starbucks gift card. Or an Amazon discount up to 80% off. 80% off, guys. Off any eligible products, which includes electronics and home and audio, kitchen and dining, beauty and grooming, patio, lawn, and garden care. Now, once you become a Patreon, you'll get a personal message from me detailing what you won and how to retrieve your winnings. Let's gamble. Now back to the show. Well, guys, another successful visit with my husband. Ooh, two times in a weekend. I, I might try to pull that again. Because I really, really enjoy the time I'm spending with my husband. We have so much fun. We talk about so much. Um, as I said before, this is a different different level of the bonding experience for us. So it was cool. It was really, really cool. Um, I love Visitation Mondays. It's just hardly nobody in there. So, you know, it's just very, very comfortable. But... I am on my way home. I am making my Starbucks pit stop and I will get with you guys momentarily. Smooches. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this episode. I really, really don't. It's so much that I want to get into, so much that I want to say. Oh 
my God. Um, and out of the respect of my husband, certain things I'm not going to touch on. Um, I'm not going to get too in depth with my feelings towards it. Um, because in no way do I want to, you know, disrespect him in any kind of way, but this is my journey. (laughs) This is my journey. This is my story. And I am here to tell you like it is. I am here to give you the chronicles of a prison wife. Um, my shit (laughs) that I go through, um, within my marriage, my personal life and everything. So when I tell you today, it's going to be probably all over the place with, um, with where I'm about to go with all the things that I want to say. So sit back. Uh, if you did make your drink, make sure you sip on your drink. If not, I suggest you fix you a drink, uh, whatever your poison is, pick it and get to it because, um, this is going to get real interesting. So as you guys know, um, my husband's birthday just passed this Saturday. And um, the one thing that he really wanted more than anything was to see his children. Um, he has not seen his kids and going on five years. Um, I was a little um, skeptical about it due to the fact that I don't have a relationship with his kids. Um, and I have chosen to, you know, keep it that way on my end until he comes home so that he can, you know, facilitate, um, these relationships. And I'm okay with that. I am truly, truly okay with that. I'm okay with that for numerous reasons. Uh, One of the reasons is because I do not have any kids. So kids are not like my day-to-day, everyday thing. I do have a niece and a nephew. You know, I babysit my little cousin um, every Saturday. Um, You know, my best friend has a grandchild. So I'm around kids. Don't get me wrong. I love kids. Kids love me to death. Um, I am the auntie, big sister, big cousin that you would always want because you definitely get your way with me. I love spoiling kids. Um, I am a big kid. So it's not that I don't want to be around kids. It is the simple fact that um, I don't like a whole lot of drama and it has been nothing but drama when it comes to my husband's kids. Um, so I'm going to try to break that down for you. Um, so you can get a better understanding. His oldest daughter, I have a wonderful relationship with, um, she's older and our relationship was established way before me and my husband even became a thing. So, you know, by her being the cousin of my best friend, which is also my husband's niece, I've been around her family for years. So I have a relationship with his oldest daughter. Um, it's nothing but love. We hang out, you know, different things like that. She's an adult. She's grown. So she doesn't count in this particular scenario. His middle child, um, I don't have a relationship with. And he has a 
younger daughter as well that I do not have a relationship with. He has three ki- three children by three different people. Um, so just travel along with me, travel along with me. For his birthday, he really wanted to see his children. And um, me being a supportive spouse, better half, friend, um, confidant, whatever you want to call it, of course, I wanted to do whatever I could do to help make that possible. Even if it was to push my own feelings out the way um, when it comes to, you know, my opinions or my relationships with the women who he has children with. Um, No one should be denied, you know, seeing their father or their mother, period, point blank. And I'm saying this because I am a daddy's girl. You know, I have not seen or put eyes on my dad in 11 years and I would go through pure hell. I don't care if I had to crawl, if I had to fight, if I had to get beat up, if I had to come out with bruises, cuts, stab wounds, just whatever I had to go through the pits of hell to see my dad, I would do it. So there is no way I would deny um, a child seeing their dad, especially if he's a supportive dad, um, and a hands-on dad. And it's been almost five years. So when he first presented the situation to me, I basically told him like, listen, I have no qualms with either of your kids, mom. Um, and this is something that you're going to have to put in place. You just let me know when and where I'm there. I will bring your children because I know this is something that you really want. Now, granted, as a woman, as an adult, um, I do respect and understand when it comes to parenting. I'm not a parent, but I was raised right. Um, I'll have friends that have kids and just the politically correct things that you do and you don't do um being that I do not have a relationship with his children his kids do not know me so that is a downside to the situation the other side is that I don't have a relationship with either of the kids mom so you know having a woman that you don't know that's now, you know, with your 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 baby daddy, quote unquote, um, can be a sticky situation. You don't know me, you don't know whether to trust me, but you have to trust in your kid's father that your child is in safe hands. So it's it's a lot of technicalities that technicalities that come into this situation that I respect and I understand. Um, his youngest daughter's mother, we have we have been around each other before um if you've been following me you you know the scenario you know the story um his last girlfriend um that I met through him at the time she was not my friend um we probably was around each other maybe two or three times but that was his girlfriend granted respectfully that was his girlfriend 
my relationship with him was strictly business. We were platonic friends. Nothing was going on with us or anything. So this is a person that knows me. She knows my best friend. She knows who I am. Um, the situation got very sticky when, you know, of course, me and him got into a relationship. So it became an issue and I understand it and I respect it. And as a woman, I have always been open to communicate about it because from the outside looking in, you look at me, you look at him and you say, dang, well, were they dealing with each other the whole time? Or was it this going on? Which it was not. And I made that very clear um, a few times on this podcast. But this isn't about me, period. Um, So there has been uh, um, um, muddy waters, okay? We're just going to say there's been friction, there's been muddy waters or whatever. Due to the fact that, you know, he was in a relationship with her. I don't know what their communication was when me and him first got together. You know, I only know what I am responsible for and the relationship that I was in. So I can respect, I can respect her feeling some type of way about me being around her daughter. I totally get it as a woman. Totally 100% get it as a woman. And I can't do nothing but respect that as a woman. I want to say the little girl might be three or four years old. Um, she's a, ch- a child child. Um, she's never been around me before. So, yes, to put her in the car with me and she does not know me, she does not know what to even the comfort to be around me. I can totally understand that when it comes to that. His middle child, on the other hand, um, her mom was extremely cool, extremely cool with her riding with me because she's like 12 years old, I think maybe, um, with her riding with me to go see her dad. And I was so excited for that. Like I was really, you know, skeptical. I didn't know how it was going to go, how it was going to be played out. But I just put it out there that whatever happens, I was willing to facilitate that situation. It had, it was, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about me. It was about his kids. So whatever I felt, didn't feel, whatever my issues was or wasn't, it was about trying to help him put his eyes on his daughter. So the night before, you know, um, I communicated with her mom. Everything was cool. We set the time and I was really excited for him. Like, oh, my God, like he is really, really about to see his daughter. Granted, um, the youngest daughter could not come. And like I said, I, I totally, totally respect that. So um, that morning I got up, I went and picked his daughter up and took her to see her dad. And it was an amazing visit, wonderful visit. Um, it was just a beautiful thing to see. I mean, she missed her dad. She was so happy to see her dad and vice versa. Now, (laughs) this is when we get into the meat and potatoes. (laughs) My husband My husband has three children with three different people. The only people that I 
have respect for is the three women that birthed these girls. Biological moms is where the respect comes for me. Hands down, period. Those are his children's mothers. I do not give a flying fuck about non-factor ex-girlfriends, ex-wives, ex-whatever-you-are relationships that he ain't been in over 20 years. And I'm saying all that to say, my hat goes off to any woman that comes into a child's life and helps raise a child, be there for a child, or whatever. You're, you're a commendable woman. You know, I, I my hat goes off to you. But it stops there when you play this role, but you have no say-so over a child that is not yours. So the biggest dilemma has been the woman that my husband was with has been a very intricate part in his middle daughter's life. Again, hat goes off to you. But... Him and her are no longer in a relationship. And when it comes down to me being in a relationship with him, who he's going to spend the rest of his life with, who he's coming home to, um, I respectfully fall back when it comes to his issues and and what he needs to deal with when when it comes to his kids. But I just feel some type of way when a woman is so in her feelings um it, it gets very confusing is it about the child or is it about the man so it, it it makes me feel some type of way when i have to literally hear with just blank and disgust that a person who has helped raise a child has an issue with somebody else's biological daughter being around <laughs> the woman in her baby daddy's life. Did y'all get that? Or or do I need to rewind it back? Because it sounds crazy, right? Because it is. Um, I don't do drama. I don't do mess. I, I try to keep it 100. I try to keep it respectful. And I don't cross into lanes that have nothing to do with me whatsoever. But I do have a problem when there is a non-factor, a person that is overlapping into something that they have no business overlapping into. And I'm saying that to say, we have a daughter that wants to see her father that hasn't seen her father in five years. And when you try to come in between that because you're bitter, because you're mad, because you're threatened, and you want to call shots on somebody else's biological child that is not yours, I just can't wrap my head around that. And I have been trying so hard to like keep it classy and keep it graceful, you know, because this is really my husband's business. This is really not my business. This shit ain't even a part of my journey, so to speak. But being that I have lost my dad and I haven't seen my dad, it was just disgusting to me that a person that is so insecure and so bitter about another woman 
you wanted to stop his daughter from coming to see him, but you're not even her mother. You didn't birth her. Um, you have no rights to her. And to deny that because you want to be the one or because you feel like you've done so much in this little girl's life that you feel like you have a say-so, it makes me feel like, what is your agenda? Because if it's about the child and you love this little girl, you're going to do whatever you need to do for this little girl. You're not going to make it be about you. And a lot of this is my husband's fault because he needs to handle his business when it comes to that situation. Um, I do know that he has a lot of respect for her because she's done a lot for his daughter throughout the years. Um, she's played a, a major role, helped raise her in, in everything. And I commend him for being respectful. But there's a, a line between being respectful and a person trying to be controlling, trying to be narcissistic, and trying to manipulate a situation because of your personal feelings and your insecurities. This is a child who wants to see her dad. And when you have a parent that's been incarcerated, you don't know what the next day may bring. My husband could do something stupid and go away so far away that nobody can get to him. Um, it's expensive to travel. It's, it could be times where he, he won't he won't be able to have any visits. Anything can happen. My dad died while he was incarcerated. So for me to be in that situation, it was so triggering. Like it was it made me so angry that I just said, you know what? I want to speak on this because this is not to dig at this 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 person, this non-factor. It's not to dig at this person. It's to just really put a message out there to all women out there. When it comes to these children trying to see their parent who's incarcerated, whether it's their dad or their mom, please do not deny these children um, this opportunity because you're stuck in your feelings or you're feeling some type of way or you're mad at the dad and you want to use the child to manipulate or you want to use the child to hurt because you're hurting the child. You're hurting the child and you're really showing what kind of woman you really are, what kind of human being you really are. I'm going to say it again. I haven't seen my dad in 11 years. God forbid something happened to my husband tomorrow sit in that and say, damn, how would I feel if, if something happens to him and I had the opportunity for him to see his kids and he never got to see his kids. These kids never got to see their dad. This is not about you and your feelings and your emotions and your insecurities and your bitterness. Move the fuck on. When you love a child, the child is unconditional. There's so much love to go around. This child can love whoever. So many people, when they say it takes a village, they meant that for a reason. Because a, more than one person can play a part in a child's life, a life. In these days and ages, you need different people to love on you and care on you and that you can confide in. And, you know, what one person can't do, maybe the other person can help because it takes a village. It takes a village. And 
I just really been sitting on this for the past couple of days because like I said, when I went and picked her up, we went to visitation, it made my heart melt to see how much he missed his daughter, how much she missed her dad. And when I tell you that visit was about them, I played little games with them, talked to them. They told me little stories, you know, of, of, of things that they went through together, memories and, you know, when she was little and just things like that. And I just played the back because it was about them. It was about her seeing her dad and her dad seeing her. And it made me feel so good because I am a daddy's girl. And if I could help the next little girl see her daddy, that's what I'm going to do. And to leave out of there and just know the drama that was brewing all at the same time, I it just made my head hurt. It just pissed me off because I don't understand it. I don't understand it. You can't say you love a child and want the best for a child when it seems like this is a tool for you. This, this, this is how you're manipulating a situation. Let me tell you something. And I'm going to make this very, very clear. That baby getting in my car, going to see her dad, did not change anything for me. It didn't change anything for her when it comes to me. I am not here to replace nobody. I am not here to take nobody's place. I am not here to disrupt nothing. I am not that type of woman, baby. I am not that type of woman. I am here to love on my husband and be with my man and build with him and to help whatever he needs to do to make him happy and to continue to grow with him. And his kids are a part of that. Everything that anybody has done in children's lives should be because they want to, because they love them, because they want the best for them. Period, point blank. And if you a person that has been in a child's life, has been there when that child has needed you, has, you know, been a second parent to them, a third parent to them, a fourth parent to them, or whatever you have done, I'm going to give you that respect. Because I'm not here to take nobody's place. I have a lot of love to give. It's a lot of love to go around, but I'm not here trying to take anybody's place so for me it is very sickening and slightly retarded and maybe a little intellectually off that a person even thinks that way and especially when it is not your child now 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 what's interesting to me is that this (laughs) ex This person was so worried about me building with this little girl that's not even hers. And I'm saying to myself, but do she not understand that she's doing the same thing to another woman's child? This is not her child. So you are basically trying to dictate and manipulate somebody else's child. I mean, come on. Is that not a need to sit on somebody's sofa and get your issues out? You're trying to basically control another woman's child that she pushed out that she birthed. 
This is not your child. So it 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 almost I'ma be honest, it 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 turned me off so bad. I was just telling my husband, like, listen, <laughs> this right here is gonna be a problem for me and you. Because I don't understand. I don't understand. See, for me, when my relationships are over, my relationships are over, period, point blank. I've still got exes who cool with my mama and all that kind of stuff or whatever. I don't come in between that, but that's not who I'm with. That's not my focus. I feel like when you don't want a person anymore, you don't care about anything surrounding that situation. If you don't still want this person, why is every little thing connected to me a problem? And when you have it with somebody who is incarcerated, it's the messy shit that gets up under my skin. Because at the end of the day, this man is incarcerated, hands tied, nothing that he can do. If anything, unless he's just a dog ass, dirty ass nigga who never took care of his kids, excuse me for using the N word, man, dude, whatever you want to call him. If it's like that, then let it be about that. But don't deny the children. Unless he's just a dirty person and just don't want nothing to do with his children. If that's the game he's playing, then okay, cool. Okay, cool. But when somebody is incarcerated, man, like the loneliness, the things that they go through and missing their kids, you know, watching them grow up, especially when you have daughters, you know, you, you know what's going on when you have daughters. You know, men get terrified when they have daughters. So I just think it is <laughs> the most craziest thing and like I said you know I I really thought about not touching on this subject but it's very personal to me and it's me trying to put it out there to just women in general prison wives prison girlfriends fiancés or whatever when it comes down to these kids don't deny these men to see their children unless it's just a situation where, you know, they never did nothing for them. And I mean, I don't know the, you know, the personal that you might experience, but if you got a man who love his kids and he been a part of his kids life, the, the bitterness and the insecurity, that's your shit. That has nothing to do with his kids. I think it's selfish. I think it's downright devilish. Um, and I just don't see how a person can walk around and say that they care about a child, but then turn around and put them in that type of position. Because trust and believe, this these kids are old enough to know um, what is going on. So how do you think this person is going to feel about you when they get a little bit older and realize that these are the things that you were doing, these were the games that you were playing when it came down to their dad? You know, it, it's, it's just messy. It's just messy. And it's a shit that I really don't want to deal with. But... This is my husband and I'm here to help him the best way that I can when it comes down to whatever it is that he's trying to do. And I was just glad, you know, outside of all the drama, outside of all the theatrics, um, I am just glad that my husband was able to see his daughter. I am just glad for that. And I pray and I hope that some kind of way, you know, he gets to see his youngest daughter as well, even if it's without me. I'm okay with that. I respect it, but let it be about something that has to do with 
him not being a good dad or him never being a father. Don't make it about your emotions and your feelings and your insecurities. That's whack. That's whack. That means that you still want something with this man and you're controlling his child because of that. You don't have the best interest for his child. Mother, non-mother, stepmother, godmother, grandmother, whoever. Whoever. I have had friends that have, you know, had their father, their, their kids' dad go to prison. Um, and no matter what the situation has been, they never denied their kids to go see their dad. They never put the personal in between their children seeing their dad. Um, I think it's disgusting. I think it's disgusting. I really, really do. And um, hey, it is what it is. Like I said, this is my journey. This is how I feel. And I'm going to speak on it. You know, um, like I said, no disrespect to my husband and his situation, but it's my journey. And it just is what it is. I support my husband. I have his back. Um, and whatever I had to do to help him see his daughter, I was going to do it. Now I'm not going to lie and play games and do no sneaky stuff behind no woman's back. I don't get down like that. That is why I respectfully contacted her biological mother and I talked to her. And as soon as she told me it was okay, that is all that mattered to me. I don't deal with non-factors. I don't deal with people who are irrelevant to the situation that I am in. Ladies. Let these men see their children. That is the best thing for them right now, outside of their relationship. And we're going to take a break. Okay, guys, so I am back. (laughs) I definitely had to make me a drink. The painkiller cocktail is exactly what's needed right now. But just to um, recap a little bit of my um, part one of my topic of the day, um, I don't, uh, all my years and all the relationships and friendships and situationships that I've been in, I have never dealt with nor experienced baby mama drama, period. Um, I can't really explain to you why that is. Um, except for to say that the people who I were dealing with, whether they had their situation in control or whether it was just a factor that, um, everybody peacefully moved on, it just wasn't an issue. It never was an issue for me. I never experienced it. And I've definitely never experienced X drama. Um, Whenever I have been in a relationship, once it's over, it's just, it's just over. Um, if I have no ties to this person or I'm not seeking ties with this person, or I'm not stealing my feelings about this person, then whoever they decide to be with, whoever they decide to bring into their life and their children's lives, it's really not up to me. Um, there's a thing called parental rights. <laughs> and when you are a parent, you have the right to do whatever you want to do when it comes to your child. So I have never dealt with that, never experienced it. Um, and this is the first time that I have um, experienced all of it all together. Nothing, nothing against my husband, nothing against um, his past and the choices that he made and things like that. And that's why today I just really wanted to stress the fact that I am not trying to, you know, disrespect my husband or, you know, paint him out to be 
this character or anything like that. But this is something that was really, really um, troubling to me to witness, to actually witness. I respect my husband. I respect my marriage. I respect my relationship. I respect our friendship. And I'm going to always do that. I'm going to always, you know, do whatever I have to do in the best interest of him. And a part of him is his children. Um, I can't play any type of role in his kid's life um, because I'm not in his kid's life. But something as simple as helping to facilitate um, him seeing his kids it really has nothing to do with me on a personal level. It is just about loving my man, loving my husband and wanting to see him happy for his birthday. And that's exactly what it was about. Um, It's about the kids. It's about his kids. It was about his daughter at the time. Um, You know, and, and, and like I said, her, going on that ride with me did not change me and her relationship. Um, I'm not fake. I'm not going to sit here and try to, you know, throw something like that in a person's face or, you know, act like me and her are just bonded at the hip now. And we just made such a monumental, um, bond, you know, and shut in such a short period of time. No, it was not that. It was the fact that my husband wanted to see his daughter and his daughter wanted to see her dad. And that's my husband. So I made it happen. Um, I didn't put too much thought into it. Like I said, I put my personal feelings to the side because this non-factor has been trying to be a factor for a while. And I tune it out. Cause it's not my business. Um, as long as I'm not being disrespected or confronted or anything like that, I'm fine. That is his bag that he has to unpack, that he has to deal with. Not me. You cross the line when you come for me. And that's a bad, <laughs> that's a bad move. But, um, I am going to always, you know, be graceful and be respectful until certain lines are crossed. And it, it pained me to have to witness, um, the whole theatrical situation, like it, it, it was, it was so selfish for a person to turn such a beautiful moment into them. Um, I have no issues with a parent, um, protecting their child, doing what they feel like is best for their child. Um, and that's why I said I respected the the um decision that was made about his youngest daughter. Have no problem with it whatsoever. But I do have a problem when it becomes threatening, when it becomes messy, when it turns into drama, when you're trying to punish a child for adult decisions, things like that just make no sense to me. And all of this is coming from your emotions, your bitterness, your insecurities. Um, And I don't, I just... (laughs) I just don't understand it. I really don't. Like, it is borderline psychotic to me. And who wants to go through life even dealing with that? Like, a child should be free and clear to just be a kid and love on who they want to love on. Um, It shouldn't be pressure that they feel like they're being put in the middle of because this person who's been there for you, who's been there, you know, um, whenever you needed them, and you're having to choose 
which way to go in between your biological parents and this person. Like, that is crazy to me. So I wanted to speak on it. Um, and like I said, no disrespect to anybody, you know, um, when it comes down to this, no disrespect to my husband. Like I said, I, I commend and I respect um his middle daughter's mom for making that happen. I even told him to make sure that he called her and thanked her um, for even allowing that because that was big for him. And to just continue to try to work on doing whatever he needs to do to get his younger daughter to see him. And again, it doesn't have to be with me. It doesn't have to be with me. Um, my husband laid down with these women and made these kids. This is their responsibility. But if it's any way that I can assist and help, then I am. But it is not about me. It is about the kids. Um, Anybody outside of that trying to threaten that, trying to harm that, trying to come in between that because you're bitter, because you're angry, because you're insecure, um, you got problems. You got major, major problems. And it's not about the kids for you. It is a controlling factor. You're trying to pull puppet, puppet strings. Um, and it's just ugly period 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 point blank it is just completely ugly and that's all that I have to touch on about that you know like I said I was just glad to witness my husband seeing his daughter for the first time in almost five years um the whole ride she just kept saying you know oh my dad's gonna cry my dad's gonna cry you know I think this is like year five for me that I haven't seen my dad so it was just a beautiful thing um, to be able to witness. And like I said, when I was there, I was just a fly on the wall. You know, we we talked, we laughed, you know, we played games and things like that. But I played the back. I played the back because, again, I see my husband once a week, every week, Visitation Monday. I went right after that again. So I knew I was going to have my time with him. It wasn't about me. It was about him and his daughter. And I feel like everyone involved should have respectfully fell back and just let that happen. Um, and, and just to know that even afterwards, it was still drama you know, being created behind a decision that he made and that her mother made, it, 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 it was, it was mind blowing. It was mind blowing. So this episode, um, is not just about the personal for me and the personal for my husband. It's really just about being in a situation when you have a spouse that's incarcerated and their hands are tied, it's not but so much they can do. And you're trying to help assist when it comes to the children or the family. Um, especially like me in my position, I don't have relationships with the children, the, the mother of these kids. So um, it makes it a lot difficult if if they left on a bad term or, you know, just it's a lot of emotions and it can become very, very sensitive. But for me, um, because I'm not a parent, maybe I'm looking at it this way. But I think to put those emotions to the side and focus on what's best for your kids, because they're going to remember this. 
they're going to remember this. Take it from me. They're going to remember this. You know, they're going to remember the person in their dad's life that caused so much havoc or that just wants to keep them away from them because of their personal feelings or their personal insecurities. They're going to remember that. They're going to remember that I experienced that myself when my dad remarried somebody else. Um, my dad almost had to choose between me and his wife at the time. That's an ugly position to put a man in. It's an ugly position. Um, a lot of guilt, tripping, manipulating. I witnessed it and I was an adult and I would never forget it. So, um, let it be about the kids. Let it be about the kids. If it's an issue that you have with a woman that's in your kid's um, father's life, I can understand that. But if it's not harming or, you know, disrespecting or doing anything against your kids and you both have moved on, it should not be an issue unless it's about the man. Period. Point blank. It's about the man. Um, and I'm saying that to actual maternal, biological mothers, not ex-wives and ex-girlfriends and exes and, you know, people that have accepted other kids that came after them, um, which is a whole nother episode because at the end of the day, he has three kids, not just one. So if you're going to play this role, play this role with all the kids, not just this one. Um, I can go deeper and deeper into this, but I'm not because I, like I said, in the beginning of the episode, I don't want to make it too personal um, because I don't want to disrespect my husband. I don't want to disrespect, you know, the things that he has going on in his life and the things that he needs to do, fix, repair or whatever he needs to do um, because it's not about me. But I don't want it coming into my lane. That's the only issue that I have. I stand on that. I've been standing on that. Um, and I even put my personal feelings to the side to try to assist him. You know, I know when people have a problem with me. I know when people don't like me because I'm with him or because somebody still has feelings. I choose not to deal with that type of stuff because that's not my shit. That's yours. So I put all that to the side um, because it was about the kids. It was about his daughter. It was about him putting his eyes on his flesh um, that he helped create that he had seen in five years. So it was important to me because it was important to him. And we made it happen. He was happy. She was happy. And to me, that's all that matters. So ladies, if, you, if you're with your incarcerated spouse and they have kids with, you know, other people, you know, try to do what you can to make it peaceful, make it a positive transition um, to incorporate their dads or their moms that are incarcerated into their lives because it's really about the kids. Um, this is a very sensitive time for them. You know, they need both parents. I don't know if, you know, if they were close to their dad, if they weren't close to that, however it goes, it's very important that while these parents are away and that they're incarcerated, that they have some kind of input in their kids' lives. They can't physically be there, but emotionally and mentally right now is what they need. Um, it's what they need, even if they're on the street. So try to make it as peaceful as, and positive as you can. 
deal with the grown-up stuff with the grown-up stuff. Um, but putting a child in the middle of it, negotiating um, because of a child, that's not the move. That's not the move. It's not adult. It's not grown. Um, and it really, really speaks a lot about uh, the character of people who, who do that. And especially, especially when you are not a biological parent. Listen, to all the stepmoms out there, I appreciate you. Um, sometimes it, it, it takes a, a strong woman or a strong dad to come in and, and help raise somebody else's kid. Some people have been raised by a step-parent, and that's all they know. Some people love their step-parents just as much as they love their, their parents. But you cannot control a man through a child, whether it's yours or it's not yours. And to try to take that away from somebody in this type of situation, it is just pure, flat-out disgusting to me. Period. It's just disgusting to me. Um, when is it not even your child? Like I can't, I can't get past that point and I can't wrap my head around it because it sounds so ludicrous to me um, to have someone say that I don't want her to come see you because of this person. But you're not the dad. You're not the mom. Both parents are okay with it, but you're in your feelings about this man and you're in your feelings about me. So I'm going to say it plain, simple, and clear. Whatever the issue is, move on with your life. He has, we have, we're happy. Um, you don't need to worry about when he comes home, what he going to do, what he not going to do uh, when it comes to me and all these type of things. Like, listen, these are games that I choose not to play. But because I know um, how distorted people's judgment can be, um, how wicked people can be, how vindictive people can be, I must say this. I must say this. Um, just keep it peaceful. Let's just keep it peaceful. Let it be about the kids. Let it be about providing safe, um, spaces for kids to grow, to learn, to love, to be happy. And if going to see a parent incarcerated is what these children want, and this is what these children need, let it be about the kids, not about no grown ass, bitter ass, hurtful, woman period and that is all that i have <laughs> on this topic um i appreciate you guys listening i appreciate you guys tuning in i try so hard to stay in um a respectable uh lane because again this is my husband's bag that he has to unpack um and i don't want to keep communicating about it and making him relive, you know, his past or hell, it's almost like we live in a nightmare because 
it, my husband was very, very bothered by this. He really, really was. And no matter what I said, no matter how I tried to put the positive twist on it, the positive spin on it, um, it bothered him, you know, for numerous reasons. But um, he's okay. His daughter's okay. Um, what what happened that day was a beautiful thing, and that was really what it was all about. Uh, he can continue to float on that cloud for a while until he sees his kids again. And um, I think <laughs> this time around, I think I'm going to stay out of it. I think I'm going to stay out of it um, and stick with my original plan, which was to make, you know, which was to let him come home so that he could facilitate all these things because it's drama, excuse me, that I don't need. I don't need, I don't want, I don't want no parts of because it, it starts to steer into my lane of, of, of disrespect and I don't do the disrespect. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. Me too. Okay, guys, it is time for the updates on my amazing husband, the extra report. Well, my husband's now 45, so I am not a, um, dang, what did I tell him I was? His, I am not his sugar mama anymore <laughs> because now we are the same age. I cracked a joke with him when he was a couple of months younger than me. I said, oh, that makes you my, that makes me your sugar mama. But he is now officially 45 years old. My husband is so handsome. Oh my God. Every time I just look at him, I'm like, yeah, I can wake up to you for the rest of my life. <laughs> but he's doing great. Um, His visit with his daughter was everything. It was everything to him. I have never seen a grown ass man try to pick up a big ass kid. When I tell you he picked this girl up and he could hardly even pick her up, but he picked this girl up and he was just all smile. He smiled the entire visit. Um, and when it got close to us, you know, time for us to leave, that's when she just got super clingy. She didn't want to let him go. She didn't want to get off his lap. I was kind of mad because the guards was like, oh, he, you know, she can't sit on his lap. I'm like, it's his daughter. But we already know how I feel about the rules in the visitation room. So we're not going to get on that. But um, they really enjoyed themselves. And I was just really, really, really happy. Like I really, really was like, oh my God, I just lived vicariously through that situation because all I could think about was, you know, if I could just see my dad, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I was in that situation, you know, with my dad. So I was just happy that, um, I got to witness that. I'm happy I got to help make that possible for him, you know, and shout out to um, her actual mom for doing that for him. And I told him, I said, you need to definitely call her and thank her um, because that was an amazing, you know, just an amazing thing that she she let happen because she doesn't know me. You know, um, she knows of me, you know, she, she probably trusts him that who he trusts is okay. But, um, to put your child on the road with somebody that you really don't know, um, 
as crazy as it is, as dangerous as it probably could be, you know, for, for, for kids or whatever, I am definitely, definitely thankful to her, um, for allowing me to take his daughter to go see him. And, um, I totally have a new level of respect for her, um, because of that. It's important. It's important. And I really got to see how important it was, you know, um, with my own eyes. So he has been on cloud nine. He is very, very happy for that. Um, like I said, I just hope and pray, you know, that he gets to see his other kids or his younger daughter for sure. Um, his other daughter, she's an adult. She can go on her own. So, you know, every day, you know, I, I wake up, I meditate. I, I, you know, I ask for certain things. I put certain things out there in the universe. You know, at night I get on my knees and I pray. And I just pray, you know, that God just, you know, warms these hearts, open these hearts up um, so that he can see his kids. You know, every man needs to see their kids. Every mom needs to see their kids. Um, it's about love. It's just about love. So he is doing amazing. Um, he's doing great. Like I have, like, what more can I say? Like, as Jay-Z says, what, what more can I say? He is happy. He got to see his child after almost five years. Um, outside of that, <laughs> thank you guys so much for keeping him in your prayers. Thank you for keeping him uplifted. Please continue because I promise you it's working. I can see the energy on my husband. Um, he's always all smiles. Today I had posted, um, I saw a post from, I think I got it from Holly Berry's page. I can't remember, but I saw a post on Instagram and I reposted it and it said, you deserve someone who wants to figure it out with you. And my caption was every visit with my husband after I dump all my concerns, goals, dreams, and wants. He always asked, how can we change it? How can we fix it? How can we make it happen? Sometimes I'm stuck in mid-thought before I can give a response because I'm at a loss for words because he had me at we. I love this guy with all my heart. And that is how I truly, truly feel like he is a blessing. Um, I am truly, truly happy to have him in my life. And he does have me at a loss for words sometimes because we figure it out together. He wants to figure it out with me. And that is why when it came to making it happen for his birthday, hands down, it was no question. Even if it was something that I really didn't want to do or I felt some type of way about, I would I would have been able to step outside of that to make that happen for him. Um, because he's always trying to help me figure out and help you know, what I'm trying to do. I have a lot of goals. I have a lot of things I want to do. I'm constantly throwing ideas and things his way. Sometimes I'm sure he probably can't even keep up because my brain is always on overdrive. So I'm blessed. I am blessed. Um, And again, I just thank you guys. I thank you guys for continuing to support this podcast, to support our journey um and just continue to keep praying just continue to keep praying for him um and keeping him uplifted and that is all that I have for the updates on my husband again thank you so much for tuning in and listening this is season three episode eight
Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates. We provide counseling, emotional support, and financial assistance for inmate phone calls, postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back-to-school assistance. To contact us, email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or call 404-543-8688. Now back to the show. They say behind every man, there's a great woman, or in some cases, a crazy strong woman. These stories are about the women behind their incarcerated men. Some you may know, some you may not. This is her story. Her story is about Rebecca Sneed. Rebecca Sneed is the wife of Lyle Menendez, one of the two brothers convicted for the 1996 murder of both of his parents, Jose, Mary, Louise, Kitty, Menendez. But this isn't about the half-murderous duo, Lyle Mendez. This is about the woman behind Lyle, Rebecca Sneed. Rebecca Sneed wasn't the first woman that Lyle married in prison. His first wife, Anna Eckerson, stayed married for five years before she divorced him for cheating on her through correspondence with other women. Rebecca is a former magazine editor turned defense attorney from Sacramento. Rebecca's actually date of birth is not readily available to the public. However, since she was 33 years old when she got married to Lyle Menendez in 2003, it is safe to say that she was born either in 1969 or 1970. This means that Rebecca Sneed's age should be at least 52 years. In 2008, Sneed graduated from Lincoln University Law School in San Jose and now works as an attorney in Sacramento, California. Lyle and Sneed have now been married for about 15 years now. And while their relationship is very unconventional and despite the legal challenges presented in their union, Menendez confessed his marriage to Sneed is healthy and built around finding creative ways to communicate. Quote, I found I can have a healthy marriage that is complicated and built around conversations and finding creative ways to communicate, sharing without all of the props that are normally there in marriage terms of going out to dinner and having as much intimate time together and so on. He said during a ABC's Truth and Lies, the Menendez brothers, quote, one thing I've learned is that your physical comfort is much less important than your connection with the people around you. Menendez also explained to People magazine regarding their marriage, quote, our interaction tends to be very free of distractions and we probably have more intimate conversations than most married spouses do. We try to talk on the phone every day, sometimes several times a day. I have a very steadily involved marriage that helps sustains me and brings me much peace and joy. It's a counter to the unpredictable, very stressful environment here, he added. People are judgmental and she has to put up with a lot. 
but she has the courage to deal with the obstacles. It would be easier to leave, but I am profoundly grateful that she doesn't. But this isn't about the complications being married to Lyle. This is about the woman that has stood by her man. Rebecca Sneed, former editor, lawyer, friend, and wife, to some may be a crazy woman, but yet a strong woman indeed, that fell in love and has been behind her man for 15 years while he's been behind prison walls. Now it's time to jump into our shout outs. jump into these shout outs so today i'm gonna do something different with the shout out so first and foremost i want to shout out my little cousin miles congratulations miles he is on his way to morehouse um he graduated this weekend i am super 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 proud of him i have a story to tell you guys about miles um I have a handkerchief. I have a handkerchief that's been in my room. It's been folded up on my dresser, sitting on top of one of my perfume boxes. And the story behind this handkerchief is this. When my dad passed away, um, I was so distraught. I was so, so distraught. And this little boy, I I cannot remember how old Miles. Miles had to be like maybe eight, seven, eight or something like that. But this little boy came up to me and pulled his handkerchief, yes, his handkerchief out of his pocket and he gave it to me. And it was the most chivalrous thing that a little gentleman could do. Um, And I don't remember anything else at my dad's funeral. I was highly sedated. I was really going through it. But that I do remember, and I have been holding on to that handkerchief ever since then. And I knew, I knew that day that he was going to grow up and be an exceptional young man, a gentleman, and I am super, super proud of him. So major, major shout out to Miles for graduating and heading to Morehouse. Now, I want to do a few shout outs for places for places of my listeners um i'm not gonna go too far in depth with it um because it's a lot (laughs) it is a lot i have a lot of listeners in a lot of places but today i want to take the time to shout out um canada And that would be the cities of Ontario, British Columbia, and Alberta. I want to shout out the, let me see, United Kingdom, England, and Wales. Let me tell you, when I saw England and Wales, I was like, what? Okay, let me find out that they're somewhere in Buckingham Palace listening to Wetlock Chronicles podcast. I want to shout out um, Australia, uh, New South Wales, 
uh, Queensland and let me see, uh, Queensland and South. Oh my gosh, I'm getting stuck, y'all. I can't, I can't read my own, um, <laughs> my own handwriting. Oh my God. Um, and South Australia. Okay. And Austria. I want to shout out Austria, Vienna, and um Styria. Major shout out to all of you guys. I want to shout out some more places next week, but definitely Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, and Austria. Huge, 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 huge shout out to Sandersville, Georgia for the listen. Someone there really, 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 really loves Wetlock Chronicles podcast. And I also want to give a major, major, major shout out to a couple of more states. Um, oh my gosh. So let me, let me, let me jump into the states, guys. I almost wasn't, I've had it on here saved. So you just gotta bear with me one second. So I can make sure I get all of um so that I get everywhere. Georgia, of course, got to shout out Georgia. So we got Georgia, California, Ohio, Florida, Illinois, North Carolina, Texas, Minnesota, Virginia, Washington, New York, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Arkansas, Massachusetts, Missouri, Arizona, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, Nebraska, Connecticut, Alabama, Oregon, Wisconsin, Colorado, Kentucky, South Carolina, District of Columbia, New Hampshire, Iowa, Louisiana, Utah, Nevada, Delaware, Kansas, New Mexico, North Dakota, Hawaii, Alaska, Idaho, Wyoming, West Virginia, Maine, and Rhode Island. Major shout out to all of you. What can I say? (laughs) It's a blessing. It's wonderful. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please continue to listen. Um, another shout out, I want to shout out all of you wonderful moms out there, especially you guys who are prison wives too. Um, when I'm in visitation with my husband, I am always seeing kids in there, you know, wives bringing their kids. Um, I even see sometimes grandparents bringing, bringing kids, grandmothers and everything. So major shout out to all of you moms out there, all of you prison wife moms out there that continue to make it happen, um, continue to keep those kids in their father's lives and their mom's lives for the women that are incarcerated. And that is all that I have for the shout out. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, Season 3, Episode 8. Quick update, guys. First of all, let me tell you, when I was doing my research on Rebecca Sneed, like literally, 
this lady, all her main personal information is nowhere to be found. Like I looked through people, I researched life, I researched all of these different media outlets and everybody said the same thing. Like her birthday, where she grew up, everything is like super, 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 super private. The only thing that you know is she's an attorney. She was an editor, approximately how old she is and when she married him. Um, there are more details behind the scandal of um, how they got together more than any of her actual personal stuff. So I just wanted to give you guys that little quick insider. Um, as far as the update, so make sure to catch my personal blog on wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog. Of course, you know, it's all Wetlock Chronicles podcast, but it does give some of my personal um, stuff on it, personal spin um, I do my little vlogging on there, which you can also find those videos on Patreon. Um, it's a little bit more exclusive content added to Patreon. So, but you have to become a member. Um, and to make sure that you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, I am trying to get better on adding all these things onto these platforms. So I've been vlogging, I've been uploading my videos um on the website. I have been uploading them on the YouTube channel and I have been uploading content as well onto the Patreon. And like I said, Patreon is a little bit more exclusive. Um, I do have some extra stuff I'm going to add on to Patreon, um, you know, coming up where only people who are members will be able to um, get some of my um, more of my intimate personal vlogging um, like today. <laughs> how I felt about visitation. Um, I do have, um, uh, a, a couple of videos on that. It's just more in depth with my feelings, um, more intimate things, you know, when it comes to my husband. So it's definitely exclusive, exclusive content on Patreon. So to become a Patreon member, you have to go to the Patreon platform, um, patreon.com and look for wetlock chronicles podcast. There's a four, four tier. I think I changed. I think it's just a three tier membership, $5, $10 and $40. Um, the $40 gets you everything. You even get free merch. So check it out. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is Wetlock Chronicles podcast. Check out the blog, wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog. And um, don't forget some new Patreons, you do get a gift. I'm doing giveaways. I'm sure you heard it earlier um, in the episode, the different things that you actually can win. So try it out. Try it out. Uh, on a serious note, I will be back doing on a serious note next week. I have not forgotten about um, my serious topics and, and, and uh, my opinions when it comes to the legal system a lot of you guys love on a serious note I get a lot of messages about um you know how it's really helping you guys educating on certain things or whatever so I will be back doing on a serious note um I just been so focused on making sure I get my visitation um logs in and uploading and oh my god it's so much it's so much but it's it's all for 
the podcast. It's all to generate everything back towards the podcast. So you guys just have to work with me. I'm telling you, I am performing 20 duties in just one person. I am my marketing exec. I am my producer. I am my engineer. I am my graphic designer. I am my host. I am my social media person. I'm doing everything. So you guys have to bear with me. Um, we, I, we, I guess we, um, are at 5,800 plays now, guys. Oh, I am getting closer to that 10 K. Oh my God. I cannot wait. I mean, the numbers are moving, 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 moving. So thank you guys so much for continuing to listen and passing the word on and subscribing. Listen, guys, please, please, please make sure you subscribe. Make sure you comment. Make sure you give a review. Those are so, 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 so important. Um, I try my best to respond to everybody who they, who messages me, who DMs me or whatever. You know, as I said earlier, as long as it's done respectfully and tastefully and it's not messy, I have no problems with it. I have no problem with constructive criticism. I have no problem with anything. Just the disrespect, I do not tolerate. You will be blocked, um, ignored and everything because we, we're not, we're not going to do that. Um, and the mom movement, please don't forget about the mom movement. I've been talking about it for the past two episodes. My business partner, Tracy, who I have candy treats with, she has an organization called the mom movement and they are doing something May 26th um, at a place called The Spot. Free food, clothing, toys, and more. The address is 1976 Flat Shows Road, Atlanta, Georgia, 30316. Um, she also posted today that they need volunteers. So they need volunteers for the mom movement. Um, if you have any questions, if you want to volunteer, DM the mom movement on Instagram and the number to call is 678-499-1417. And again, this will be taking place on May the 26th. Again, it's at the spot. Um 1976 Flat Shows Road, Atlanta, Georgia, 30316. And I believe that is all that I have, guys, on the updates. Um, this was a pretty interesting um <laughs> episode. I tried so hard not to shed light on anything negative. Um, I tried so hard not to, you know, put my husband's quote-unquote business out there but hell I do anyway um been doing it the whole time during the podcast but seriously guys seriously like it was very very important and passionate for me to talk about this because I I just I I saw the hurt and and the anger in my husband when it came time to wanting to see his kids and just the drama behind it just because somebody wants to see their child like it bothered me um and being that this is a situation I'm in with my husband and being that he's incarcerated it just makes everything heightened it makes everything even more difficult and it's just hard trying to navigate through stuff like that so I really wanted to bring it to the forefront 
Um, and hopefully, you know, somebody out there who's listening, who's probably in this situation, whether whatever role you're playing in it, you know, maybe it'll give you a better understanding of what that actually feels like um, from, from my perspective or from what I witnessed or whatever. But it's had to be said. I had to say it. I had to put it out there. Like I tell you over and over again, it's my journey. This is my journey. I will not be silenced for my journey. Um, and it's my opinion and it's how I feel on things. And it just is what it is. So as far as updates, that's all that I have for the updates. Um, just continue to keep listening, continue to subscribe, continue to follow. Um, at the end of the episode, you'll hear all of the social media platforms, um, all the places where you can contact me. Everything is in the show's description after every episode. All of the links are on there. So I appreciate you guys so much for every single thing. Mwah. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. To follow this show's social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter, Wetlock Podcast. To become a Patreon, visit patreon.com, Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. And the YouTube handle is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. My website for my blog is wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog. And for merch, visit wetlockchronicles.com. For my personal social media, Instagram and TikTok is Rashida underscore the brand. This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. Me too. Yes,